game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Uh, forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Welcome into another edition of the Post Game Pints Podcast. Gallo and Camel. Camel uh, proudly showing off his LeBros hoodie as the podcast is brought to you by LeBros. And uh, of course, the Angry Gallo Ale and the Camel Play by Play IPA. I am enjoying a great Angry Gallo pop right now. What's up, Mitchie? How you doing, man? I'm uh, doing quite well. You know why I'm excited? I'm excited because hockey season is here. I mean, training camps, they're open. People are on the ice. We're, we're, we're so close to an NHL season. Yeah, I can't wait for uh, hockey to get going. And, you know, now fingers crossed, knock on wood. I hope we don't have many hiccups along the way. And all these protocols work out well. And the NHL is able to have a legit season with the star players in the lineup every night. And then, you know, come the month of uh, June and July, we're able to have a Stanley Cup winner. Yeah, I think that'll be really nice. There's going to be hiccups, okay, very much like we've seen in baseball and football. They didn't go in the bubble situation. You're going to get hiccups, and that's definitely going to happen. It's how the teams deal with those hiccups. If the protocols are in place to deal with the hiccups, then if you need to reschedule something, it's okay. We'll see how that all works out. It might be easier to reschedule things in certain divisions, maybe not so much in the Canadian division, but nonetheless, I, I hope that there are the protocols that are in place work well. So everything's going to work well by the end of the season. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, you just hope that uh, you don't run into any major disruptions over the course of the season where teams are just ravaged uh, by the uh, COVID virus. And, you know, we've had a couple scares earlier on in the NBA season as they're, uh, season obviously started just a few days before Christmas. Uh, the one advantage that the NHL has over the NBA is that NHL rosters are much larger than NBA rosters. So you're able to overcome maybe a couple cases where, man, in the NBA, Sean, if, if, you're, if your team has five or six cases, you could be toast yeah. for, for a game. Well, that's why the NHL decided to put a taxi squad in. And we're going to see how that taxi squad works versus the AHL. The AHL gave news that they are still planning to start on uh, February 5th. So how does that all work out? I think we're going to have a lot more on that as the Post Game Pints podcast uh, continues. But Mitch, I thought, you know, you and I are based out of Montreal. And we got a lot of people that think and talk Montreal Canadians. Why don't we concentrate this episode with training camp opening yesterday, them hitting the ice today on the Montreal Canadiens. We can really dive in to the Habs. And we've spoken about all the moves they've made in the offseason. But since then, they've made two other acquisitions, including 
Corey Perry on the Canadians. Let's start with him. Where does he fit? Well, I, I don't know where he fits exactly at this time because you look at the right wing position for Montreal, and uh, it's very deep, especially depending on some of those guys who could play left but are natural righties. You know, how does it all shake out? It, it looks like he could be an extra. But at the same time, I look at, you know, what Corey Perry brings, and I feel like he's the type of player that they don't really have. He's the type of player that Claude Julien probably is going to like, and he can play different roles. Like, he can play on the second unit of a power play. I'm completely confident in that. He can play especially... on the Habs first unit. He can play on the Habs first unit. We saw in the power play last year. They weren't good. Yeah, well, and one of the reasons they weren't good is because they don't have a really good net front presence. And uh, I can't remember what it was that uh, that you said exactly on Twitter, but I think you said something about broken wrists, right? Like, you love guys like that, guys who, uh, like Placanitz, right? Like, just not fun to play against because they're sneaky dirty, and they're going to get you with their stick behind the play and make sure that the referee doesn't see it. Corey Perry is one of the most despised players in the league. And I think the best part about this, Sean, is that uh, the Canadians are going to be playing the same teams over and over and over. And these rivalries are going to really start to amp up. And I think Corey Perry is going to be right in the thick of things when it comes to some of those uh, rivalry games where you want players with edge and that just play a really tough style. Look, I want Corey Perry out on the ice if, if Brady Kachuk is doing something stupid. Yeah. Like – just let's just be honest. And I, I know that everybody is like, oh, Brady Kachuk, he's coming, you know, with the centers. He's he's hard to play. He's, he's sneaky, dirty, kind of gets under other people. Corey Perry's been doing this for over a decade. And Corey Perry's still in the league because he does it at an elite level. And no, he's not going to go out there and score 40 goals. That's not what he's there for. But look what he did with Dallas in the playoffs. He was better in the playoffs than he was in the regular season. That's all you can ask for. That's why Dallas acquired him was for that playoff push. They were two games away from winning the Stanley Cup. So don't give me that it wasn't a successful run with the Dallas Stars. No, he didn't win, but Corey Perry was everything that they wanted and more when it came to the playoffs. So maybe Corey Perry doesn't need to score 10 goals, but maybe he'll get five in the playoffs. Hey, maybe he doesn't need to score 10 goals for the Canadians, but maybe he'll score three shootout winners because he's a guy that shoots over 30% in the shootout. And the Canadians could use a guy like that. So ever since the beginning and he signed, the first thought I had was, okay, he's going to be an extra player. I don't think taxi squad, but he might be a 13th or 14th forward. But as every day is passing by, I have him on the top. He's in my 12th. And, and you talk about how competitive is on the right side. The Canadians have already spoken to Toffoli. Toffoli's already been asked about playing the left side. I think he's starting on the left side. Maybe it'll fall flat and it won't work and they don't have preseason games to work it out. But as every day that goes by closer to the start of the season, I have Corey Perry in the top 12 forwards of the Canadians. I just do. Well, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I just, I, I really don't know who you're taking out of the lineup though, to make that happen. Well, there, there's things that you, you, you got to figure out and you got to have competitive, uh, you got to have competition and there's going to be an unhappy player at the end of it. And well, Sean, I, because I, I know, I know you love Paul Byron. Oh, Paul Byron's not coming out of the lineup. It's impossible. Okay. Um, you know, you can't look at any of the center spots. Corey Perry's not playing center. Maybe maybe it's Arturi Lekkinen. What does Arturi Lekkinen do that the Canadians can't fill with another player right now? It's a good pally killer. Okay. 
I'll name you Armia. I'll name you Byron. I'll name you Suzuki. I'll name you Dino. I just named you four guys that can penalty kill. Just yeah. like that. Just, okay. Just, I, it just like, feels like he's, I, he's, uh, he's this coach's uh, dream. It's this coach's fantasy, Arturi Watkins. And I'm not saying he's the guy that's going to be, but there's going to be a player that's unhappy. And maybe to start, it'll be Corey Perry. But as time has gets closer to the start of the season, I, I see a spot for many reasons why Corey Perry might be in there. But I also see the Canadians using their depth to an advantage. Back-to-back game, one game Corey Perry, one game this guy, one game that guy. And I hope they do that. I think it'll make them a better team. Yeah, I, I think it's going to help them too. And you know what? Even if it's not in the short term, Sean, we know that in the playoffs – uh, the game gets tougher. Uh, players like that seem to thrive. We saw he, he scored five goals in the bubble during the NHL playoffs, including three in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, and, and, all re- and how far away from the net was he? No, he's right on the he's right on the doorstep. He's right on the lip of the crease. That's that's exactly what the Canadians needed. They need those like on the lip of the crease. So yeah, and the other thing is we can say, oh, this guy's going to be out, or this guy. Let's be honest. Ten games of training camp. Guys have not skated in a while. There's someone's going to show up hurt. Someone, someone's going to get hurt. It always happens, Mitch. For sure. I, I'd be shocked by January 13th. The Canadians have nobody on the IR. I'm yeah. Sure. And this season, this season more than any with, uh, with uh, COVID-19. What about the acquisition of uh, Michael Froelich? Now this is, this is one that I thought right away taxi squad. And when I think taxi squad, I think forward 15. Okay. And I think, forward 15 and not forward 13 and 14. Cause there's guys that are going to be on the roster, but not playing, but then there's taxi squad. I thought taxi squad right away, but I thought depth. And now with the acquisition of Corey Perry, to me, it pushed for league back. Maybe not because maybe, you know, you never know what's going to happen. This might be the year that Corey Perry gave everything in the playoffs. He shows up. There's nothing. So then for league, I think there's still hockey left in him. But the fact of the matter is the Canadians are going to have an NHL caliber player not playing. They're going to have two NHL. They're going to have three NHL players not playing. And I thought Taxi Squad, and I think the decision is going to come down to Froelich and Wheel. One of those two guys are going to be on a Taxi Squad. One of those two guys are going to be the extra forward. And it really depends on what the Canadians want to do. And you mentioned the center ice position. Jordan Wheel's a decent face-off guy. He might be on the roster. So that's why I thought Froelich on the – on that side. I don't know if he's going to play every night. I think in a 56 game and a regular rotation, he might get 20 games, maybe 15, but it adds a depth that the Canadians have never had before. Yeah. Ever. Well, you know what? I think, uh, for is a better player than Jordan wheel. So, uh, and, and I realize you're talking about, you know, wheel doing things that maybe for doesn't do and, uh, the juggling of the lineup. The other thing I can't help but wondering, you know, the Canadians have a, a younger team, so maybe you don't have to worry about this too much. But, you know, do you need even your star players playing every single game when the schedule is so condensed? Um, you know, that's, what, that's yeah, why I was wondering, by the way, Sean. Jump on, ju- just jump on that, continue with that. But that's only if they're good. Well, yeah. If, if the Canadians aren't good, they can't rest anybody. Go, go. Yeah, well, no, I'm, but I, I'm, I'm just wondering. That's, that's why uh, there, was, uh, there was talk that, the Canadians were looking at bringing in Zdeno Chara, mm-hmm. right? Now, because because uh, we hear those reports, I'm wondering, okay, do they want to bring in another defenseman? Like, if, if you're playing three games in six nights, three games in five nights, whatever the crazy yeah. – ju- like, would you not like to give Shea Weber a night off? You know, sure. I, I remember 
I remember, Sean, uh, when Timo Solani's career was winding down, he was in his final season. And I'm not saying Shea Weber's in his final season, don't get me wrong, but this season is different than others with how condensed the games are and how many games are going to be played in so few days. But I compare it to that just because every time that there was a back-to-back game, Timo Solani didn't play the second game of the back-to-back, even though he was able to help his team quite a bit still at that point of his career. And he was in his 40s. He was in his 40s then. Yeah, Solani played till his 40s. So, so okay. How about, this? how about this, Sean? How you can this? only do that. Like you can only do that if you're the LA Clippers. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like load management. This this word. You can only do it if you know you're going to make playoffs. The Clippers even game two in, they know they're they're going to make the playoffs. The Canadians still don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. They only well, have to be why, better. That's than why I was watching. I was watching Brooklyn last week. Yeah, and Brooklyn didn't have Kevin Durant playing. But they load know. Management. Yeah, but they know they're going to make the playoffs. The NHL is different you, because it's so tight. I understand at some point in the season, if the Canadians are 10 points up on fifth place, I, I'm with you. Load management. Have have Jake Allen play the back-to-back. Let Carey Price rest. Shea Weber, get the night off. You know, Paul Byron, it's okay, man. 32. No, 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 no. It's cool. We'll take every precaution because we got for a league for tonight. I'm with you. But they cannot do it if they are – if the North is as convoluted as we think it's going to be, the Canadians will not be be able to afford. See, to Sean, Sean, Sean I disagree. Off. I disagree with you. Just because if, if that's the mindset, then just play Carey Price all 56 games. And I agree with you because that's this is where it comes down to. And I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I get that. And that's why I've always had that mentality. But what have I always said? They talk about, oh, this year, Carey Price, and I'm talking about an 82-game season, they go, he's going to play – 55, and we're going to give the rest of their backup. But what happens? The Canadians are sitting in ninth, 10th, and then Carey Price down the stretch has to play 15 of 16 games. And they lose the one he doesn't even play. Because even Carey Price, a tired Carey Price at 80%, is better than Charlie Lindgren at 100. Now, the idea is that Jake Allen's going to be able to fill that void a little bit, just on the Carey Price one. But I'll tell you this again. Canadians want to give... Let's say out of 56 games, 30, 32 to carry Price, the rest, to Jake Allen. But with down the stretch and those final three games against Toronto and the Canadians are sitting there on the playoffs when nothing's clinched, Carey Price is playing all those games, even if it's a back-to-back, no matter how good Jake Allen is. So I'm with you, but they have to be good to be able to rest the players. In the NBA, only the good teams do that. The, the Portland Trail Blazers don't rest Damian Lillard because they know they need him to play every game to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, I guess I guess the way I kind of look at it is like if and I'll I'll use just Shea Weber again as an example because he's the oldest player on the team. Sure. Um, and 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 you know there's a lot of uh, sports science and and a lot of studies that have been yeah, done on load, load management. But it's just like okay, let's say you look at the beginning of the schedule. Not to say that he should be tired at the beginning of the schedule, but I just know the beginning of the schedule well. Uh, the Canadians play. Uh, Toronto, then they go out west and they play Edmonton, and then they have two against Vancouver, right? Uh, I think it's two against Edmonton and three against Vancouver. Okay, so two against Edmonton, three against Vancouver. Now, if I could tell you that the Canadians are going to rest Shea Weber in the second game against Edmonton, and because of that, he would have been uh, 50% against Edmonton and then 35% 
against Vancouver in that first game. But because I rested him in that game against Edmonton, it's not 50%. Yeah. He didn't play at all. But now he's going to be 70% in the game against Vancouver. I might think long-term, looking at trying to bank as many points as I can, I'll be able to uh, bridge the gap in that game against Edmonton, not have Shea Weber in the lineup. And then it's great because I can have uh, a much more rested, fit, dominant Weber in the first game against the Canucks. And I just I try to apply that mentality on the whole. And I think, at least in my mind, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I get what you're saying. They need to, to, to get as many points as they can. But if you have a lot of depth and you have other guys that can step up, then you might have the benefit of resting guys. And I just yeah. use Shea Weber as an example. Campbell, it could be anybody. No, no, be, I get it. Okay, I get it. I get it. Like, so, you look at the right wing position, right? Yeah. What, what, if, what if at some point Gallagher comes up to Claude Julien and he's, a, he's just a little sore? You know, he, he took a beating in front of the net. Someone slashed him. He's got a bruise on his head. You might be able to, for a game, you might not have the luxury if you don't have a lot of depth, but if your team is deep, you could say, all right, you're not 100% tonight. You're only going at 80. Take the night off, ice, ice your wrist, come back next day, and you're going to feel healthier. That's fine. Okay, so I, I get your whole theory, Mitch. Your whole theory, and I understand how it applies to basketball and how you percentage and how you feel and someone that's 80%, 90%, and you want to get them ready for that. That's fine. Let's just say Shea Weber misses five games because of your theory, and they decide to do it that way, and he plays 51. But the Canadians lose two of those five. And then the Canadians miss the playoffs by two points. The only thing that you and I will talk about when the season's over is why didn't Shea Weber play that game? They could have won. Yeah. And I know that. And I know you. Well, you know the counter argument, right? If you the counter argument games. is some of those other points they picked up, they might not have picked up because he would have been tired in those games and not played as well as it he doesn't did. matter. It comes down to the games that he misses. It it's it's it 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 comes down to the 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 variable of that he didn't play a game and he's a good player. It's it's just like saying in that final game the Canadians need to get in the playoffs, but they start Jake Allen. But why didn't you start Carey Price? Well, he was tired. And, and, and I know it's the last game, so of course he won't. But the thing is, with such a 56-game schedule, a tight schedule, a tight division, every point matters. So you can't give up. And, and, and I get it where the Clippers or LeBron James or any, the Brooklyn Nets, they can do that because they can ease in and they know the good teams and the bad teams. And they play everybody. And then the top eight teams come. It's just not made that way in the NHL this year. You, and it's going to be too tight. I don't think you can do it. I don't think the Canadians are good the, enough. The other thing, though, Sean, I don't think uh, the other thing about your argument, the other thing about your argument, right? Let's say Shea Weber didn't play five games. You're on the assumption that they lose all five. With, with, I, what, with the way you broke it down, which isn't necessarily. No, I they they can very well win games. I broke it down that they lost two of the five, by the way. Okay. And, and you know what? If they lost one out of the five, but they miss it by one point, then that's the same argument. Well, I don't know, Sean. If they win 80% of their games without Shea Weber, I don't know we talk about the one game that they didn't have. And that he didn't if play. they don't make the playoffs, then you do. If they do make the playoffs, then you don't. I can, I can also say if they do make the playoffs doing this, then we give credit to the fact that they manage their players properly. I, I just don't think they're good enough to do it. That's all. It's the Post Game Pines podcast. Campbell Gallo, make sure you like, subscribe. We've got so much planned for 2021. We're, we're taking it to the next level. We have just started to do what we want to do here on the Post Game Pines podcast. Uh, we got so much to get to. The half season training camp, it started. 
lots of Habs talk, lots of Habs NHL content, but we're going to go everywhere. All the sports we know we've been into the NFL playoffs as well. We'll have our picks. I know that I know so much more about NFL than Gallo does because I won fantasy football against Gallo. I'm just going to ride. I'm just going to ride that wave, Mitch. I'm just going to ride it as long like, as I can. Like I say, like you see my, my toque, Sean, it's an Eagles yeah. toque. Uh, like I say, there's always next year. Same for fantasy. We're on, we're on to next season. All right. Uh, why don't we get into some random sports thoughts, Mitch? All right, sure. Because I, I, I got to hear my jam. Yep, there you go. Nice dancing moves. Good for you. I, I just like shout out to my niece, Macy, who uh, made that painting. It's a Christmas gift. My favorite Christmas gift. Shout What's out. That? The, the, the painting in the background. Oh, the painting. Very nice. Yeah. My niece made that for me. Shout out to Macy. I see you. All right. Uh, so random sports thought. Uh, you ready? I go, go first. For it. I do not care, unless it's Canada, if a hockey team gets blown out. You want to get back into the debate of uh, the blowouts? I'm just letting you know I don't care. You might care. He might care. She might care. I don't care. As long as it's not Canada, we'll blow out anybody in hockey. Canada's like the only place, Mitch, hockey-wise, that I'm that I'm allowed to like share my fandom. Like I grew up a Canucks fan. It's still I, I like them, but it's not. I never grew up a Canadians fan. You know, there's there's this fandom with what we do that kind of dissipates at some point. Packers. So I miss Packers. Yeah, yeah, but that's NFL. I'm talking hockey here. NFL, Packers, all. But hockey-wise, Team Canada is one of the few remaining places where I can really show fandom. And I miss just being, you know, I've always been a sports fan, but being a fan of a team. So Team Canada can go beat somebody up and I don't care. That's all I'm saying. Let me, let me be a fan. I'll uh, I'll tell you this. Um, I was watching the Canada-Germany game with, uh, with my girlfriend and uh, Canada scored 16 times. She let out a wheel like every time they scored. Yeah, it's like when I watch it with my kids. They, they didn't care what the score was. They were like, at one point, it was 12-1. And my son goes, we once beat a team 12 nothing, so we're better than you. He yelled that at the TV screen. <laughs> All right. Uh, my, I'll, I'll go uh, World Junior Championship with uh, my first uh, random okay. sports talk. Uh, Sean, I don't think there's ever been a better NHL comparable. I mean, this is just in my in my mind, but I'm watching the Russell yeah. Junior Championship, and I'm watching Quinton Byfield, and I see an Evgeny Malkin clone. I kind of see it too. I think that's just too much to ask. Like I, I know what Malkin is. I know that Byfield is a high draft pick. So Sean, not only is Byfield a high draft pick, they were both taken number two. I know. They both shoot left. They're both 6'4". They're both over 200 pounds. They both play center. They're both great playmakers. They're both great along the along the walls and in front of the net. They use their size efficiently. Like, I see the same player. And I watched him getting Malkin play at the World Junior Championship. And so, you know, at some point, Sean, Malkin was also an unproven. And Malkin also was probably being compared to guys that played before him. And he turned into a Hall of Fame player. Obviously, his career's not done, but you know I'm pretty confident saying here, and I think you'll agree that Evgeny Malkin is a Hall of Fame player. I see uh, so much of him in the way he plays in Byfield. 
He's only the hundred and first best player of all time. So uh, that's a lot. That gets you to the Hall of Fame, though. Yeah, that that could get you in the Hall of Fame with the way that the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame works. Oh man, that still bothers me to this day. Uh, you know how high I think of Evgeny Malkin. That's why I, I'm I'm hesitant to say yes, but I understand what you see. Okay. Uh, all right. Just to jump back to our Canadians question, and you asked me how everything was going to fit in with the Canadians. Well, this is a random sports thought, and I've had it for a good week and a half ever since the signing of Froelich and Perry, and the Canadians added these veterans, and I always thought they were going to add a center, but they didn't. So my random sports thought is, Paul Byron might play center. If you want to fit the players that you need, and if you get an injury, Canadians don't have the depth at center. If they get an injury at center, they're going to have to use somebody, and I know Paling does, but he may not be on the roster. I know Evans is, but you've got all these other NHL talent. And if you want to fit in Lechnin, Byron, and Perry, one of those three has to play center. Paul Byron's the only guy that knows how to play center. Yep. I think he, uh, I think he might he might have to at some point. I, I, really, I really believe that. I definitely He's, he's definitely going to play some games at center. He may not be starting out at center, but injuries might force him to center. Hey, it might force Jonathan Drouin to play a couple games at center. I hope that's not the case. Um, oh, but, my, but uh, that's their depth at center now. My next random uh, sports uh, thought, Sean, is uh, of, of the North American professional sports, and I'm even going to throw the MLS in here because it helps prove my point, but of, of the professional sports leagues that we have in North America, I think the NHL has the most room to grow. Like, this league has to do a better job of expanding the sport. And it's kind of, I'm talking about this kind of because what you were mentioning before about the blowout games with uh, with Austria and Germany and Switzerland and Slovakia, even though Slovakia has been able to play uh, more of a defensive style and maybe keep the score lines a little bit lower. But I think the NHL has to do a better job of growing the game in, in parts of the world that we never think would have hockey. Like, you look at the NHL now and... Uh, I'll stay with North America, but, you know, Austin Matthews comes from Arizona. How great is it that we have a player from Arizona who went to see the Coyotes when he was a kid and he grows up and becomes one of the better players in the National Hockey League? I think that's fantastic. We're seeing more players come out of California after the expansion to California with San Jose, LA, and Anaheim and Wayne Gretzky going to LA and becoming... Uh, obviously, he's the biggest player in the game at that time, helping grow the sport. But like, why can't we have players from other parts of the world, players uh, from 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 China and 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 parts of 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 the world that we'd never think you would have NHL hockey? You, like, you look yeah, at but- the other sports, Sean. You look at the other sports, right? Like Major League Baseball, all those uh, South American countries, and, yeah. and the U.S. and Canada. Uh, and Japan, and China, and North Korea. Like, baseball's huge everywhere. You look at basketball, like, how big they are in Asia, and large portions of Europe, and South America. And we got some pretty good Canadian players, a couple drafted first overall in recent memory, uh, not to mention all the great American players. And and, and you look at, well, obviously the MLS is easy because of uh, how big soccer is worldwide. But I just feel like, Hockey, and I, I know the the hurdles, and it's it's more difficult with the game of hockey, and it's not as inclusive, and you know it's expensive, and you don't have ice everywhere. But I just feel like, you know, you don't have ice in Arizona, but you're able to find a way to to have a hockey team there and get some star players coming out of that city. Why not do it elsewhere in the world? Yeah, no, no. So I I, I get what you're saying, 
But where it gets complex is the amount of equipment and the facilities that you need. And that's one of the reasons why American football is not worldwide, is because the amount of equipment and facilities that you need, hockey, the rink, the ice, and then learning how to skate. Like you can't play hockey if you don't know how to skate. And learning to skate is something that you just you, you just can't pick up at 15. I know that some people pick it up at 15 and they made it, but you can't pick up at 15 anymore. You have to be ingrained at the at like the fifth, five, six, seven, eight years old before you can do that. There are some other stories. I get that. So just the skating aspect on top of hockey, that's the hard thing. But you mentioned China, you mentioned Japan. NHL has really pushed with the Olympics going there and they've really pushed kind of expanding and going out into Asia. I could see a push coming soon because they do have facilities, they do have the uh, the weather, they do have those kind of markets, and you even see the KHLs expanded to China as well. So I think that there's something there. There are parts of the world that's just going to be impossible for hockey to, to to break through on. But yes, there is still lots of world growth left for for hockey. You're you're right about that. But it's just too complicated the game. Whereas soccer is ball, foot, net. Basketballs ball basket that's it you can kind of simplify everything a little bit easier and make it more global yeah i'm just always uh, always looking to uh to grow the game and sean i'm hoping you're right because you you know you talk about the khl and some of their expansion and you know we know how close uh the khl is tied to uh to china right now so we'll see what happens there all right my final one is i think Habs fans will be cheering for the capitals to win the stanley cup if the canadians don't just to stick it to the Bruins because Chara left. Yeah, uh, I, I like that you had to find a way to get a, a Chara Boston Bruins hating on the Boston Bruins uh, message out there. So I'm with so it's, you. It's, it, no, but it's just weird because I think that Habs fans would have no problem cheering for Chara in Washington because it sticks it to the Bruins fans versus cheering for Chara, right? Like I think more Habs fans would cheer for Washington than cheer against them. Yes. Uh, and finally, Sean, uh, my last uh, random sports thought, I was watching uh, a documentary on Amazon Prime uh, a couple weekends ago, and it was about Bob Probert and, uh, and his life. Pretty interesting thing. I, I, I recommend it. I quite enjoyed uh, the documentary, even though it's, uh, it's pretty sad. You know, you see some of the things that went on in his life, and he was pretty much out of control. Um, but it, it, it led me to just think, enforcers are gone. In the National Hockey League, who was the last one? The last enforcer? Who was the last enforcer to play the game? John Scott. You think so? Ryan Reeves is not an enforcer. He can play. The I game. don't consider him an enforcer. No, no, he can play the game. Yeah, but he I might mean, be the he might be the last of that generation. But the I last consider guy him. that'll play five minutes a night. Yeah, He's like I, just who's the last guys. one? Yeah, maybe it's John I, Scott. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe. Hey, if you know who it is, let us know. Mitch Weigall, Sean R. Campbell. And it seems, Sean, they seem to go extinct so fast. It feels like just yesterday, uh, I was at the Bell Center covering the Montreal Canadiens, and I saw uh, Colton Orr uh, fight George, uh, George Paros. Seems like it, it feels to me like just yesterday. And it feels like at that time, every team still carried one of those guys around on their feet. Maybe, maybe it was starting to dwindle a little bit at that time. But everybody had like, And then it was like, just like that, they're all gone. Yeah. You ready for a pop quiz? No, wait, I'm ready for a pop quiz. You got to be ready for a pop quiz, yeah. Um, all right, Sean, 
we have all these new uh, fangled uh, divisions in the uh, in the National Hockey League. Uh, my uh, question is very simple. Mm-hmm. Give me the top five players in assists currently playing in the West Division. Top five players in assists in the West Division. That's right. Uh, career? Career assists. Career assists in the West Division. That's right. Okay. So I got to think of the West teams. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So in the West Division, I'm just thinking of the teams. Because which one? Minnesota ended up in that one, right? Yes. So Minnesota ended up in that one. And then that's the, the rest is it's like Arizona, Colorado, Vegas, LA, San Jose, Anaheim. Am I missing one? Uh, no. Arizona. What? Arizona. No, I, I said Arizona. Arizona. I feel like I'm because I, I, I said I'm Arizona mi- twice. Okay. And there's a team I'm missing in there, but I'll figure it out. Uh, Kopitar? You're missing St. Louis. St. Louis. Kopitar? Kopitar is number three. Okay, so how many I need the top five? In top five? Yes. Uh, so I need old guys in the West Division. That's all. That's all I'm going for. Like, um, yes and no. Okay. Did Patrick Marlowe go back to San Jose? Patrick Marlowe, number two. Okay. Uh, Joe's with Toronto. So then, where's Brent Burns on this? Six. Oh. Brent Burns is number six. Uh, so you have two, three, and six. Yeah, Dustin Brown's old, but he doesn't get enough points to be part of this conversation. Um, Minnesota, like, I don't think he gets enough points, though. Like, I'm thinking, like, the old guys, Parise or Suter. Suter uh, is four. Is Suter is four? Is, yes. Is, did Miko Koivu actually, like, retire yet? He's done. Okay, so it, that doesn't count. So I did get Suter. Kopitar, so I'm missing one in five? Yeah, Dave, Dave, by the way, uh, has weighed in. He yeah. sent me a text message. He has guest Jonathan Taves. Chicago's not in that division. And uh, hats off to Jonathan Taves. I hope you get well. Yeah. Uh, there's someone on the Blues that I'm missing, I'm sure. I feel like there's someone on the Blues. No? So I'm crossing the blues off. Someone's stupid on Arizona, like Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel's number five. Okay. Not stupid. Phil Kessel, you're not stupid. Okay. I'm sorry. And uh, you are currently only missing the number one answer. Yeah, that's weird. I've gotten like, I've done pretty well here. And I think, so I, I've gotten through Minnesota. I've done my Arizona. Now I feel like there's, I don't think Colorado. It, no. So it's. San Jose, L.A., or Vegas. Oh, Dowdy? Nope. No. Not Dowdy. You may be missing a team from the division. Am I still missing a team? You might be. The West Division? I thought it went through them all. Oh, oh, it's Getzlaff. Sorry. The number one answer is Ryan Getzlaff. Ryan Getzlaff, the most assists in the West Division. Hey, my brain worked in the end. I got it. I got it. Five for it five, t- baby. It took you a while to get there. Whatever. I didn't think of Anaheim, and when I did, I got Getz Laugh. Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you extra props since you got number six, too. Yeah. Good for me. <laughs> I made six guesses, and I got six right answers. Yeah. 
Boom. Uh, you name the podcast. What do you want to name it? Uh, I'll name it Boom, just because of you right now. You're always living in the moment, aren't you? Boom or uh, or Hockey's Back. Yeah, I like Hockey's Back because finally get to talk some hockey, some Montreal Canadiens. We're going to be doing a whole lot of that come 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs>